Welcome to the Created to Lead podcast. We are your hosts, Sammy and Alex. This podcast is here to inspire you to pursue your God-given dreams and to rise up to the leader you were created to be. You'll hear impactful stories from respected leaders of all walks of life who have overcome their circumstances that ultimately built them. Join us as we learn, grow, and lead together. Let's Let's go! Hey guys, welcome to the Created to Lead podcast. This is Alex. And this is Sammy. And we are here with an amazing guest. His name is Chris Springfield. Welcome, Chris, to the podcast. It's good to be here, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So, Chris, who are you? What are you about? Tell us a little bit about yourself. It's a loaded question, but um, I try to, I'll try to generalize this for you both. Um, I am a husband to an amazing inspirational wife i'm a dad to three that are all under seven wow um i'm a contributor at least i try to believe myself as a contributor in a positive way to society and a follower of christ and uh, a player in the game of life (laughs) (laughs) nice a player in the game of life well it's been said and i'm a firm believer of this alex and i of course that uh, success and leadership begins first in the home so being a father of three, Chris, what does that look like for you? Oh, man, it's, well, A, it's chaos. <laughs> um, well, that's affirming. Right? It's, it's an organized chaos, though, and, and going back to, I guess, what I'm about is I live in chaos, um, but it's organized and it's structured in a way. And so I've got my hands in a lot of things. My wife has her hands in a lot of things from entrepreneurship, um, entrepreneurial endeavors that we're in. But also, and we're regular W W two employees um, in in some capacities. So, having that with the things we're involved with with children that are all young, um, we try to sh- lead by example mm-hmm. and show them, and not just speak at them or or tell them to do certain things. But we try to we try to incorporate them in everything we do, um, whether it's in our day to days or we're actually going to do one of our entrepreneurial projects that we have going on. We try to incorporate them and show them you know operationally what we're doing versus just hey leave the kids at home or do whatever um kind of leave them out of it so we try to include them in what we do yeah awesome what what is not knowing much about you what does Mm -hmm. your professional background look like yeah good good question um so i was kind of a you know son of two parents that my father was extremely entrepreneurial um, had a number of different things going on from commercial fishing boats to car dealerships to he was an auctioneer he was a professional gambler um, not college educated mother not college educated but became that safe safety valve you know the 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 w2 um, my nine to five I'm good to go so I was kind of right in the middle of that and, and what I was exposed to so First one to go to college, um, pretty much landed in college on a baseball scholarship. Um, you know, finishing up high school, I saw all of my friends doing the whole, here's where I'm going to college, taking all those exams, and I didn't know that path. So um, my high school baseball coach at the time said, here you're going to this college. By the way, it's I've got you, you know, connected, you're squared away. And so me not knowing, I'm going down this path and I go through these um, collegiate endeavors, which we can talk through at, at whatever point in time, if you want. For sure. Um, and that eventually landed me going into law school and getting an MBA and some other um, endeavors. And that turned into managing or uh, being an agent for professional athletes that I had wow. played with. Wow. 
Um, and I had gone to all these different schools chasing athletics myself. And so friends that I was with or some of my closest friends became professional athletes, uh, turned in representation with them. And then a few years later, turned into um, some recruitment by the, the FBI. And so, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it was just a period of time. That's quite of, the transition. It's, you know, there's... There <laughs> and that was, wasn't planned, right? The FBI There journey? was a recruiting element of that while I was in law school. And it was I was the guy who, you don't say no to the FBI, but I kept saying no. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing other things. I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And it just got to a point... A handful of years into my, um, you know, I was the Jerry Maguire, you know. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. You got a handful of clients or less, close friends of mine. I'm driving around in a minivan, just grinding, (laughs) um, getting paid once a year. Wow. And then just figuring it out, though, right? And then doing some things on the side. And then finally, um, you know, you lose guys. I had an agent buddy of mine who handled the football side of the house and he lost all of his clients overnight. Oh my gosh. And injury or, and nothing's guaranteed. And so that opened my eyes a little bit. Uh, At the same time, FBI is coming back again. They go in these recruiting phases and I looked at it like summer camp. Let's just go try this whole academy thing. Let's go through the process (laughs) and see what that's like. And um, it's an extensive, intensive process to go through to get, uh, you know, hired in. And so I went through that thinking it'd just be fun. Um, <laughs> so this gives you a glimpse into uh, yeah. Chris's personality here. Yeah, and it, you know, long story short, I'm at the academy just doing that whole thing and uh, graduate near the top of my class and then all of a sudden it's real and you're an agent and I'm assigned to you know East LA working wow. Hispan- by then Hispanic gangs is what it was called at wow. the time. And um, you know, just doing that thing. 15, 18 hours a day sometimes wow. you're, you're just getting after it um in all sorts of capacities and uh at at certain point in time you know when there's a i guess an adage inside the fbi it's called needs of the bureau um you go where they tell you to when they need you and i was at the point where i was newly married we were starting to have little kids come along and uh, i wanted to start i wanted to call my own shots you know that's how i grew up um tons of respect and i learned a a great deal and that's, I think that's where I really grew up was mm. was as in the FBI um, from a from a leadership perspective and just understanding life um, outside of what you know we might get comfortable with but actually seeing like all sides of life and um, for me it was just time to go do you know I have lived by a framework of refuse to look back and wish you did and mm. so for me being surrounded by folks that you know they're lifers in the fbi when i was processing out no one knew how to do it they're like people don't leave we don't know how to process you out and um so i just did it so let's go we're rolling and i'll figure it out right and so it turned into um a few different projects and i started my goal was consulting and it it landed and then kind of covid hit a few couple years right after i got out and it all just worked out we're in idaho um got some projects going on i'm a w2 with a, a good company out of san diego i run the sales group down there wow and um here we are so there's wow. some background wow 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 <laughs> yeah well i mean it, it brings up you want to unpack that it brings yes, up a will. ton of questions um the first one and this is a this is a question i like to ask a lot of people because especially for either you're stuck at a job that you don't mm. want to do or you're young and you're like the world is my oyster i have nowhere i have no idea where to go mm-hmm so you you went from probably making a good amount of money to the FBI to now what you're doing, and what is your advice to maybe 
either that person who feels stuck or that person who doesn't know where to start, what's your advice to them? Yeah, I mean, I like to simplify things. The only way to get unstuck is to get unstuck. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I mean, at the end of the day, it's um, what I see is there's a lack of confidence. Um, there's a lack of certainty. So when people get certain, um, creativity will follow. Mm, that's so, so good. Or when you get committed, right? You get like, like what, what do you want to be committed on and commit to it? And then the creativity will always follow. So in that, and by that, I mean, you figure out a way to make it work. Right. Um, at the end of the day, it's again, life is too short to look back and wish you did. Hmm. And totally. That's just, and that's what we try to instill in our, our kids or even folks around me is, is, you know, at the same time when folks are stuck in a job or stuck in whatever they're doing, are they unhappy because of that actual situation or are they unhappy because they're not good at it? Mm -hmm. And so what I always try to coach people on or, or guide people into is be the best at what you're doing right now in the moment. You're there anyway, mm -hmm. right? Be good at it. And then typically when you're the best at what you do, you actually like it. Yeah, totally. 100%. Right. So good. Now, Chris, you're, uh, I would say, kind of an anomaly, just like us, <laughs> where um, <laughs> maybe a little more so, uh, where we just love doing a lot of things. And from the outside looking in, it can seem like it's overwhelming. But uh, for you as a serial entrepreneur, if I can mm -hmm. name you that, um, it doesn't seem like it overwhelms you, but it energizes you. Yay or nay? I think there's there's pieces to that are accurate, and then there's pieces where we go in waves of man, we need a break. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know necessary. I mean? We all need rest. Yes, and and we're still, you know, my wife and I, we, we're partners in different ways, right? We're business partners, right. we're marriage partners, we're partners in parenthood, and we try to compartmentalize. But at the end of the day, it all it's all a mess together. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful mess. So we try to and and we we try to embrace it, and again we're so passionate about what we do that we don't want to, Hey, we need time away from this because we love it. We mm -hmm. want to be in it and we want our kids to see us in it. And so I'm a worker by nature. I'm yeah. like a strategic worker and I want my kid, I lead by example in yeah. a lot of ways and I want my kids to see us working. So we include them in a lot of those, you know, if I've got to run, we, you know, we've got a local health club or gym, I guess you call it <laughs> in, in the area. And so, you know, when, when I've got to run in, down and I'm coming off a, maybe a six figure deal by zoom. And now I'm, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm doing towels or laundry or cleaning a bathroom <laughs> in a gym. For me, that's almost, it's like a sanctuary that's, for me. Yeah, that's totally. amazing. You know what I mean? Like actually doing the work. And so I bring my kids and they'll fold towels and they'll do stuff. We'll put them behind the desk. And you know, it's just, it's, it's what I was exposed to when I was young. Yeah. My dad owning car dealerships, I was the kid in the corner in an empty office with the car, the little fake cars and the pens and I had little fake contracts and I was cool. writing stuff and I was like so six cool. years old. And so I just remember those things and I know my kids will kind of embrace that as well. So cool. Yeah. Now your kids being relatively young, Chris, um, what are ways or techniques that you find work for you in, in terms of instilling leadership? So mm -hmm. obviously leading by example, so them seeing it firsthand in the home, um, but are there other techniques that you, um, or ideas that you bring to uh, your house uh, to your your family team um, that uh, leadership can be um, seen. Yeah, we've talked about this in the past. Yeah, and, I love um, it. It's it's something that I've picked up from. I'm not. I think I've picked it up from either either just friends or or just in passing and things I've read. But just we've created our own little, I guess, word word tracks for our kids, and and we just you know they're we've got a six year old, a four year old, and a six month old right 
and it's you know our daughter's name is Charlotte and our son's name is Van and we've got the youngest name Dane and so we'll tell Van or Charlotte at this point because Dane's not yet talking back to us but eventually but he he's will. watching <laughs> but you know it's just like it's you know when a it's when people speak to you and this is why we like bringing them into environments where there's other people we we're a little different and and or at least I am and I know my wife's kind of like you're a little weird dude but <laughs> Um, I see strange. I don't like the whole strangers thing is like I see strangers other people have what we want in life So I want my kids To be able to look at strangers in the eye. I want them to be confident yeah. I want them to have their you know chin up chest out shoulders back and I want you know So Charlotte it's it's hey, my name's Charlotte and I can do anything. That's how I want her to introduce herself So if so someone says hey, what's your name? It's hey, my name is van. I can do anything and then from there It's um, I'm a leader. I'm a listener and I help other people and those are the three tenants that we try to instill in them. They, you ask them right now, they go, stop, or I don't want to do that, or I don't want to <laughs> say that. But there's moments where I see them, they're whispering it to themselves, or they're saying it to themselves, and that's just that positive reinforcement that I know will stick over time. Totally. And that's something in our generation I kind of like, you know, I get the stranger thing. I totally understand mm-hmm. raising your kids that way. But the best opportunities for me in life always came from strangers. Mm-hmm. People I had just met, just, hey, how you doing? Who are you? And um, I just kind of laugh at that, that raising your kids like, oh, strangers are bad. Don't talk to them. Don't look at them. Um, one question that comes to mind, because you've created now multiple businesses, and this is something that Sammy and I were just actually discussing the last couple of weeks, if you first start off in life and there are no opportunities and then you're like working and then there's more and more opportunities and then it feels like there's a ton of opportunities <laughs> that come at you and just for you now how do you evaluate opportunities that come to you mm, it's a good question it's a great question is well a is i love your point of i think the whole opportunity thing is just where we're at mentally and, and how we, you know, we, if we put ourselves in those positions, they, those, those come back to us. So in terms of a value, oh man, that's, there are so many things that either come at us or, so for me, it's, it's, I'm going to look at probably everything, um, in certain capacities, but then it's also, what do I have bandwidth to even do? Um, and then it's, it's, for me, it's just a strategic, um, for us, for like the gym that we have it's we we look at we try to reverse engineer everything what's the exit strategy before we get into something like Mm. this right and so how and then for for me it's social impact and i want to impact anything like in a positive way i want to leave a positive mark on so for us it's how can we impact the community in a positive way so we want to take something that's maybe in existence and make it better and and really tie in and pour into the community so those are it's yeah we wanted to make money Right, like we all we all want to make some money. That's the point. It's the game of life part of thing, and and I look at that as it's a game. We're on a we're on a board game, and I want to win the board game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But I want to help other people, and I want to bring others with us. And so for us, it's being able to employ people, or bring people onto our team, or help them reach some sort of goal, and and that's kind of where we get fulfilled. Awesome. And so in evaluating stuff, it's those are kind of some elements that go into it. Um, we we have some properties, and. Um, we try to bring in friends and just, you know, it's sign me up. Right. I mean, right. It's, it's just more fun that way. Yeah, and then when totally. we go to dinner, we have things we can like just talk about and right. enjoy and celebrate together. And we don't win them all, mm-hmm. but 
we also learn through that and you get you create deeper you know fellowship and relationships through those losses too so yeah i was gonna ask just hearing that what's your mindset on loss or quote-unquote failure uh it's a lesson i mean you can't it's you know the big thing is for me it's i always operate like if i were to just everything falls apart tomorrow you just crank back up and do it again mm-hmm. yep. right like it's i again it's a game for me i mean there's no other way we can look at it it's so funny because um, my wife natalia when we'd pursue certain business endeavors i would tell her i'm like i just see it like a game you yeah. know it's yeah. fun every day and she's just like what a game right. i'm like well if i can see it as a game and i have certain goals to hit and all that stuff it actually keeps it exciting constantly and um yeah it's just like the game of chess right you got to be very strategic there's all kinds of things that can go wrong or right you know with the right moves and so for me mentally i just mm-hmm. see everything as a game which is why i you know like to be a child sometimes <laughs> like childlike you know so <laughs> that's awesome that you say that i don't think i've ever heard anyone else say that they kind of see life as a game or their pursuits in in business or endeavors as a game right i mean yeah it's where i mean at the end of the day like what's our purpose right right and, and f- for me my my belief outside of you know folks like from from a christian standpoint and in fellowship and fellowship is really it's it's we're here to produce or just be productive and contribute. Right. And if you just look at, and this is where I think we're lost in a lot of ways today, is people that, well, I think we said it when we've talked in the past, is um, when people get hopeless, the only way to to rectify it is to to, um, get helpful Mm. and start helping others Mm. because that brings in just a sense of purpose. And when people have purpose, they become happier and more content. And we're actually giving back and that's the whole point of what we're doing here right. right so that's everything we look at our approach has to do with how can we contribute back or just be intentful or purposeful or um, mindful of bringing a positive impact to what we're doing i love that so now i've never asked this question on a podcast <laughs> but you're a believer oh. you love jesus and this is something i've actually struggled with the last year and um I don't know if you've ever had this struggle, but building your kingdom versus building his kingdom, Mm. very Mm. tough thing to struggle with as an entrepreneur. Um, Yeah, just want to hear story, mindset, anything like that. Yeah, that's that's good is, I mean, when you look at big picture of of what we're all doing here, right, it's it's for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when we talk about even what leadership is, you know, we were just in in church this last weekend and it's funny because that topic came up and it was there was a lot of there's a lot of scripture around leading with humility and humility around basically take taking in others needs and putting them before your own and so when we approach entrepreneurship or business again the end goal for us is a positive impact Mm -hmm. what's the end game here what's how do we reverse engineer this so we can improve what's around us and that's kind of the approach we look at it and if we can leave whatever we're doing in a better place, whether it's because we exit and go do something else or we're not here anymore, mm-hmm. like that's the goal. And I think that aligns with, you know, being a son of Christ or a family of, of Christianity. Absolutely. Legacy. Well, on this podcast, as you know, it's called Created to Lead. And so we talk a whole lot and you touched on Man, it. Man, you're going to take my question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see if it is. Well, okay. we talk a lot about what leadership is um in reality Mm -hmm. right from each perspective did you want to ask the question well we always like to ask in one word what is leadership one Mm -hmm. sentence one sentence yeah but 
I would ask that question to you. What is leadership? What is not leadership? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think, um, you know, a lot of folks have it twisted. I think of what leadership is and, and it's, it's not, it's not power. It's not authority. And I think a lot of people confuse that with being a leader. Um, at the end of the day, leader can be influence on a social level. It could be something that happens in the workplace, in the family, in the home, um, on a macro stage of, of, you know, leading a government or a city. It, there's so many ways to be a leader mm-hmm. and it's just, it's influencing through earning trust, um, through the humility piece that we talked about and really maximizing, or I like to call it extracting human potential. Mm. So if I'm able to bring out the best in someone and influence them towards accomplishing whatever that goal is, that's leadership. And that where I think people get confused or they get lost is that can be that the babysitter in the moment of the three kids that they have for two hours, Mm. you can really lead in that moment. Right. And if we all just look at it that way, Maybe it's a better place around us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, when we were talking uh, recently, you talked about, you know, leadership is like you were saying, it's is not the authoritative authoritative mm-hmm. person in the room or the one that tells people what to do, but you owning that gym is, you know, just, you know, wiping down equipment just like your employee, you know, doing mm-hmm. side by side and being next to that person um, and leading by example. So I think that's an amazing way to see what leadership is not and then to point it to what leadership is yeah absolutely i mean we've got a you know we've got a team of folks that help us out and we look at it as we don't you know we work for them in a way right. serving right? Yeah. no one's going to love your business or your project or your endeavor as much as you 100 percent. Right? We, we, we get 100%. that yes and we we own that and so when we see apathy tends to kind of come in waves of you know how mundane is cleaning a gym right yeah so every now and again, I'm going to drop in knowing when we've got someone there and I'm going to just work my rear off. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to be so detail oriented. I'm going to be working. They're going to see that and they're going to see it and see it and see it. And, and then we'll start to notice, uh, folks leveling up and it's, I won't say anything. Just mm-hmm. be like, Hey, I'm here to clean with you. But when you're next to someone and they're doing, you know, a seven, eight, nine, ten level, and they were operating at like a three or four, it's it's the whole surround yourself with people that they're gonna bring you up. Right. right? And right. so that's, to me, is that's how I was you know, brought up, is just seeing the work ethic around me. And so yeah. I just, I believe in that over anything, right? And so um, to me, leading by example, but it's through how we communicate and behave. And so the, to me, that matters. Awesome. Well, Sammy said to me that um, we shouldn't obviously live with regrets, but he said, if you had to go back, you would do it bigger, faster. Mm. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So anything, um, just, you know, as we age, I think you look back and be like, man, like just is there's a, there's a book out. Ed Milet wrote a book called the one more power of one more. Mm. Um, and it's just one more. Could I have, could I have done one more of this or could I have made one more phone call or one more, just one more property that I wanted to bring on that I was just maybe too scared to do or, and I think back of, you know, coming out of the bureau, I didn't have, or going into the FBI, I didn't have a whole lot of money. We had waves and uh, there were some projects that came at me and it's just like, ah, I was a little nervous to do it. Looking back, it's like, man, just do it. Go mm-hmm. for it. I mean, just trust yourself. And for me, having gone through the levels of education I've gone through and, um, you know, the law schools, the, the MBA, working in the FBI and coming across, you know, CEOs of big companies and 
what I've taken away from all of that is we're all just people in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Like we all put the whole we all put our pants on the same mm-hmm. way. So we're all figuring it out, and that's what I love about gyms: is you can have a CEO next to uh, a landscaper next oh, to true. whoever, yeah. and you're all wearing, it's you're the, all yeah. figuring it out together. True. Unified, yep, true. And it's just, yeah, just it's a great equalizer. Love it. What's um, what's your, I guess, what's your schedule? What's your thoughts on discipline? Mm-hmm. Are you a ice bath in the morning kind of guy, <laughs> or what, what's your kind yeah, of? Yeah, I was going to ask this: How uh, do you maintain your your funny. energy and just your mental yeah, stamina and clarity? Question. We're um. We're looking at that right now. We've got a, we've got a little bit of space. Alex had a feeling. Yeah, my, my, my wife's, we're looking at the ice bath. My brother-in-law's big into that. Okay, um, cool. With a, one of those infrared sauna things, just doing that whole deal. We're not there yet. Got it. But um, yeah, we're, I mean, we're up early by, by necessity. You know, three kids, someone, yeah. someone real hungry in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. same here. Uh, yeah, so, and then we, um, but for me, we try to, talk as a family a uh, certain point so for me it's it's not how much time am I spending with my kids and my family it's how much quality time right so 20 minutes of dedicated solid time with my four-year-old is better than two hours where I'm scrolling on a phone right big time and they're like dad dude look at me you right. Know? right so that's kind of how we focus in terms of structure there but you know we, tr- we do our best things get off kilter all the time things come up um, emergencies happen yeah and we just wear it and move on. Right. How do you how do you bookend your days? What does uh, when it's an ideal day? How do you start your morning and how do you end your evening? Yeah. The I so an ideal day is um, we either of us get up. We all we're always alternating. We used to work out together. Um, now we've got a trade off, right? And so it's how early can we get some sort of exercise or workout and just get things rolling? Um, spend some time with our kids get them off to whatever school or whatever they're going to do, mm-hmm. get that rolling. And then it's, um, for us, it's just a little bit of reflection time, just mm-hmm. a few minutes to, for gratitude, just think about what, what's going well. Um, we'll try to talk through maybe our days and then, and then it's just divide and conquer for a while, whatever projects we have going on. Um, typically then at night we try to do family dinner always together and there's just a lot of research that shows when a family can just sit down together and eat together there's just so many benefits to doing that in terms of bringing your kids up and having that just foundation set um and then we'll (laughs) this is where things can fall apart because we've got a lot going on so people are either calling us or we've got something we've got to go address or just catching up from whatever we missed during the day uh, we try to get through that and then uh, kids are down and then again we try to I at least for me I try to do is almost every night is write down my goals uh, goals health habits and then just gratitude reflections and because my thought process is when you go to sleep with those things on your mind mm. you tend to believe those into existence or create those you wake up in a better state awesome well last question I have you're 42 I remember being a kid like 40s you're old at 40s and you look amazing (laughs) yeah so what are you excited about in the next 10 years yeah so that statement's so true because (laughs) we've got you know man i'm like my kids are like how old are you dad you know oh yeah that's so old i'm Mm -hmm. like it is old but (laughs) but it's not (laughs) it is what it is i mean what i'm what i'm excited about is is really it's about our kids right now it's watching them grow mm. and develop and I want to lead them into what they actually want to be. I don't want them to fall into things they feel like they're forced to be in. 
I want them to just follow their heart and just be really good and they want to try new things. And so we we really try to cater around that. That's part of why we want to go into this entrepreneurial world is to expose them to those types of things. Um, I'm excited for us because we now ha- we're in that mentality of, you know, you get you 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 never want to feel stuck, but you can start to feel like, whoa, another kid. We've got to be safer, safer, safer. Mm. But really, it's it's um, you just got to trust yourself. And so we're we're just going for more. Um, just Love to, it. Yeah. Well, we touched on it a little bit, but as you know, this podcast is called Created to Lead. So if you can define leadership in one sentence, Chris, mm. how would you define leadership? Yeah, so I think I, I might have touched on it earlier, but it's it's really around influencing others around you um, to bring out the best in them or extract their human potential and achieve a vision or a goal or a mission. That's, that's top of mind that you're doing that through behavior and communication. Love that. Okay, I have a final question. Is that okay, Alex? Okay, <laughs> so you are um, uh, your dad goals. You know, you look great. You're active. You're healthy. Um, any words of wisdom for dads out there that are just going after it, but their health is not a priority? Any words of wisdom for them? I say fast forward about 15 years, and I mean, just look around. Yeah. Right. Like, just it's it's sad, but look around us and just. Ref, like refuse yeah mm. you know it's so I, I equate it to when you're on an airplane and the, and the things fall out because you know airplanes start rattling or whatever you got to put the thing on first mm-hmm. they tell you to you got to take yeah. care of yourself first before you can take care of anybody right. Else. right so that to me is the perfect metaphor for just life right like I can't be a good example for my kids if I'm not the example I want to set for myself yeah absolutely. so it's selfish but it's not right like we we come first my health, my sanity, um, my, my fitness, it comes first because I'm a better dad Right. when I do that. Yep. So good. Awesome. All right, Chris. Well, we appreciate you being on the podcast awesome. today. Where can people find you? Where, if you're, you're pursuing a lot of things, anything you want to share that people can, can find you online or oh, what man. you do online? Um, yeah. So we've, we've got a, a gym in, in town. It's called the gym Idaho. I, I like to call it, uh, Idaho's favorite neighborhood gym. Nice. And uh, we've got friends in, in that field, but um, yeah, if folks are in town. You can look us up. I'm on LinkedIn. I've got some social media. You can you can find me. Just Google me. Yeah, you're, <laughs> awesome. You're awesome. Well, thank you, Chris, for being here today. We're so thankful for all your words of wisdom, man, and we look forward to having you on the podcast very soon. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Created to Lead podcast. If you receive value from today's podcast and want to learn more, visit us at createdtoleadpodcast.com. Help us spread the word by subscribing to the podcast as well as following us on Instagram at We Are Created to Lead. Thanks for joining us. The best is yet to come.